Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Boston Bruins play here. WBEI-FM and WBEI-HD1, Westerly, Providence. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. We now return to Cordishy and Coy. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Back for hour number two of Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Good texture here. We were talking about, you know, coaches and you yeah. know, pretty much can't win unless you have great players. Greg Popovich, period. Great yeah, example. Right. Everybody thought he was the cat's ass when he had, you know, Tim Duncan and, you know, David Robinson and all those guys, you know, but now? Yeah doesn't win because he doesn't have great players right. well he drafted Wemby so let's see if he can close his career out in a high note with Wemby it's true good point it's good true. point yep all right we're talking uh, about what else the Patriots we started off by the way with some Bruins and Red Sox if you care to talk about those two subjects but my inclination is it'll be Patriots from here on out yeah. Scott we, it's Patriots Festivus Day yeah, everybody's no airing their grievances yep it definitely <laughs> good, is Joe. get the poll Joe <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> get the ball, <laughs> Mac Jones. You couldn't <laughs> <laughs> lost my train of thought. <laughs> I find tinsel very distracting. Uh, is Mac Jones the quarterback of the present and/or future of the Patriots? I, I think it's it's fair to to question that. Um, the Patriots have done no favors to Mac Jones. They're doing what bad franchises do, and I know this because. You know my friend Dolphin Paul, lifelong Dolphins yep. fan, and I saw this happen down in Miami for many years. Mac Jones has had three offensive coordinators in three years. Yeah. That's not how you develop a young quarterback, nope. with three offensive coordinators in three years. Yep. I think we can all agree Mac has a lack of talent around him in terms of the skilled position. They have wide receivers that can't separate. And in terms of an offensive line that has just been horrendous. Now, I'll give them a little bit of a pass because they've been injured too, but – I think even when healthy, this is a bad offensive line. Um, but, you know, having said that, I don't like the way Mac has handled adversity. Last year he didn't handle it well. He's done a better job this year. He has not come out publicly and, you know, been petulant or whiny about the situation. Yeah, pretty accountable. But at the same time, I haven't, like, really seen him be a leader, like a fiery leader. Come on, guys, let's go. we got to get this going. Um I just don't know that he's someone that these guys are going to follow in, in tough times. I don't feel like that's happening right now. He certainly has proven that he cannot come from behind yet and lead this team to victory. Nope. Uh, he has not yet demonstrated that he is a guy that can be the reason that you win. 
Um, more recently, when things have gone bad these last two weeks, he's made some poor decisions, turning it over. So I think it's fair to question whether or not Mac Jones is the quarterback of the present or the future. And, again, I, I will say he hasn't inherited the best situation. The, the Patriots haven't set him up for success, but I still have serious questions about Mac Jones. The last two weeks have really rattled my um, you know, thinking in Mac Jones and his future um, because – I never thought Mac Jones was going to be when they drafted him. I looked at him, the physical skill set, all of that, and I said, I don't, this guy isn't going to be many times the reason that you win. I just wasn't expecting that out of the guy. I expected that they would set him up for success, though, which they have not. Um, but the things that I liked about Mac Jones was, okay, I think this guy can be a, you know, a pretty accurate passer. I think he can be a good decision maker. And if you set him up well, you know, I, I, I think – you can have success with a quarterback like this. He hasn't made good decisions. That's been the problem. He's he's not, you know, turning the football over the way that he has. I even say even the last three weeks. Like, it's just not – he's not been smart with the ball. And it's, you know, take the sack instead of letting that thing float last week against the Saints. Like, just some of the throws where he's forcing it. Um, you know, it's funny. Sometimes when they have those third and three situations and they chuck it down the field, I wonder whether it's Bill O'Brien making that call or it's Mac at the line saying, I see something, I'm going to throw it down the field. I tend to believe the last couple of weeks it's Mac looking at it and saying that because I just don't think O'Brien would call for a long pass on third and three. And that to me is like, ooh, Mac, you got to be smarter than that. 30, third yeah. and three and we're chucking it down the field? You know, when we're inside the 30-yard line, like, what, what are we doing? It's I said that weeks decision. ago when they were playing well. Yeah. I said that weeks ago. Move the chains, Mac. Yeah, you got It's just he's got to be smarter. He's got to be smarter. And that, that's what's rattled me the last few weeks is that I don't think he's made good decisions. And if you're not going to make good decisions, I don't care what offensive line or receivers you have, you, you're just not going to be successful. So I, I do put some of the last few weeks on, on Mac, and I think it's rattled my confidence a little bit. Now, having said that, I, I don't necessarily – I'm not going to the extent that Dan Orlovsky went to this week, but I do think if you put him in the same situation as Brock Purdy, he'd look a hell of a lot better than he looks here. Yeah. Now, Orlovsky said he'd be doing the same thing that Brock Purdy's doing in San Francisco. I'm not so sure I buy that completely, but I would tell you he would look pretty damn good – under Shanahan and with those weapons behind that offensive line out in San Fran. Well, think about it. Again, situation, Scott. Say a couple years ago, the Niners trade all those picks away to get the number three pick. And instead of drafting Trey Lance, they draft Mac Jones. Yeah. Where would Mac Jones be right now? I think he'd be having some success. Yeah. I think he'd be running that offense very well. I think Brock Purdy is more athletic than Mac Jones. I think he can he can move around a little bit more, use his legs a little bit more. Um, but, you know, again, situation. If Mac is put in there and he's given the time to develop, he's he's growing with these. He has the same offensive coordinator and head coach. He has the time to develop with Kittle and McCaffrey. They put him in there and Debo Samuel, all that. Would Mac Jones look pretty good? I think he'd look, I think Probably, he'd look pretty good. You know, uh, and, it's tough and, to say, though. And maybe this is unfair of me to say that, but say this, but I don't know. I have a different vibe when it comes to Purdy than I do Mac Jones. Like Me I just, too. I kind of have like that spoiled brat uh, uh, vibe with Jones, whereas I just feel like with Purdy I got that, okay, I'm going to go out here and do what it takes to – Put to, my head down. To, yeah, put yeah. my head down and try to go win a game for us. But I think I, I think I had that vibe about Mac his rookie year. I think that – I like the Purdy vibe. Like I just think he put his head down – 
you know, maybe as time has gone on, it's come out. Maybe, you know, I don't know, true character revealed or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, you know, and would had that have been revealed if he had continued on the track in his second going into his third year now? I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's all tough to say because you just don't know what's going to happen when you put different people in different situations. But I just think if, if the Niners had drafted him and he was where he was right now, if he was in Brock Purdy's shoes right now, I, I think he'd be having a lot of success. At I the guess. very least, guys, I think Mac would still be on the 49ers where Trey Lance obviously moved on. Oh, right. yeah, 100%. Right. Absolutely. He would have worked. All right, let's say hello to uh, Joe in Pawtucket. Joe, thanks for holding your next on Kordishi and Coit on WEEI. Good morning, Mr. Kordishi, Mr. Coit, Mr. Joe P., and Miss Beautiful Love Kudamash and everyone in the studio on the sports weekend. Good morning, and you guys are making some good points, and the callers are making some good points, too, this morning. I have two football questions, but okay. remember when Tom when, remember when Tom Brady came along, he backed up Drew Bledsoe, and he learned from Drew Bledsoe, who had the experience of playing, and he was a veteran. He was he was like kind of a veteran quarterback, and and when Drew got hurt, Drew Bledsoe was kind of mentoring Tom Brady when he was playing, and Mac Jones did not have that when he came in to the Patriots. He did not learn from anybody. He was came in right in from being the number one draft, well, the first round sure. draft pick and playing right away. He had no one to learn from. And Brian Hoyer doesn't person. count. <laughs> What's that? I said Brian Hoyer doesn't count. Or Cam Newton for two uh, weeks. Well, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. a, a, a legendary yeah. you, quarterback like Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, and uh, Matt Jones has three different coordinators in three different years, and like yep. we've been saying, he has no weapons around him. He has no Gronk or Randy Moss or the other guys. All right, now here are my questions. Who are the top five quarterbacks so far in the NFL this season? I want you to name them. And what are your thoughts about the Patriots game tomorrow and who is going to win the game? And there are some big college football games today. Oregon at Washington, Auburn at LSU, USC at Notre Dame, Williams. I think everybody's going to want Williams as their quarterback for their future if he decides to come out. And Miami at North Carolina. And I'll hear your thoughts. And have a good weekend. Thanks, Joey. All right, Joe, thank you. So a top five quarterbacks in the NFL, that is an interesting question because he's asking right now in the here and now. So I, I think a guy that makes your top five the way he's playing is Tua Tagovailoa. You know who else I think is top five right now? Who? who I, I think has played well. His team's playing well. He works for what they're doing right now. Jared Goff. I think he's in the conversation. Uh, with the way Detroit's playing? Yeah. Uh, that's not unfair. Yeah. You could argue, I mean, this is going to even sound crazier. Did anybody expect the Houston Texans to do anything? How about C.J. Stroud, the way that he's off to a start to his rookie season? I I don't know how to put him in the top five. Mahomes and the Chiefs are struggling. He's he's always going to be in that top five list. I think Josh Allen is up there as well. Um, Jalen Hurts is in there, I think. You know, Hurts has not. He's not he been great. He has not but... been great this year. Just like Joe Burrow with that injured calf. Yeah. He's starting to come around. Last week, I think we saw some flashes. But that's an interesting question. You know who's off to a decent start this year and now, unfortunately, has to deal with injuries himself is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's tough for me to put Kirk Cousins in the top five, though. Especially yeah, when they only have one win. Oh, and he, he just – there are times where Kirk Cousins looks like a world beater and then he will make just an awful decision or an awful throw, and you're like, oh, He's third in the Kirk. league in passing right now. I know he is. 13 touchdowns. That, that's going to go down with but Jefferson you, now. But you can't. You well, can't it, make, again, yeah, right. but is that, that his hurts. fault, Joe? So he lost no. the best receiver in the National Football League, and that I mean, that number's going to go down. So it's not really through fault of his own. No, 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 no. But I just, you can't measure 
in statistics, sometimes what what Kirk Cousins will do, like toward the end of a game, you're like, oh, why did you make that throw, Kirk? Why? So <laughs> you don't asked, like that, Nick? Oh, Joe asked his second question: Who do you like tomorrow, Pats or Raiders? So last week was the first week I was dead wrong picking the Patriots. I was four for four. Yeah. And then uh, last week I, I said they'll beat New Orleans. This is a get well game. They beat the mediocre or bad teams. Well, they didn't. They yeah. got killed. Yeah, I think uh, the Saints used it as a get well game. <laughs> in, until further notice, I, I can't in good conscience pick this team. I, I don't have them winning tomorrow. I think the Raiders are going to win. And then after that, you even said to me off the air, they lose. They're staring at one and seven staring because you've got Buffalo seven. and at Miami. They're not winning those two games. So I, I don't know. Unless the Patriots somehow, some way show something completely different than what we've seen the past two weeks, you have to like the Raiders tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard for me to pick the Patriots, too, for all the reasons you just listed. I like the vibe better around the Patriots this week. Um, you know, I just think they were a little looser. I think they realized the spot that they're in, and I, I think they've been tight the last couple of weeks going out there. Mac Jones basically said as much. Um, and the Raiders have not been world beaters. I mean, they've got talent, but they have not been great. So, you know, you have an opportunity to go out there and try to get a win, but it's, I don't know, it's hard to pick the Patriots. It really is. It is, the way they're playing right now. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. All right, let's say hello to Dan and Cranston. Good morning, Dan. You're next on Critici and Coit on WEEI. You and I don't really want to watch this game. <laughs> what do you mean? You but you Jimmy's playing, Danny. Yeah, but it's kind of... It's kind of depressing, to be honest with you, from both yeah. sides for a lot of reasons. But hey, two quick points about Statler and Waldorf, real quick. Just <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, so the the one thing that I, I'm not going to take anything away from what you guys said about what's been accomplished, right? But these yep. are two things that I'm pretty convinced uh, you can't change my mind on. One's more just an opinion of what if. But uh, so Bill Belichick and Tildmo Lewis came along right he was five and 13 yep five and 13 yep now i'm just if there's if there's no tom brady like just he's not there and it's just drew bledsoe and whoever there's a very good chance bill belichick doesn't even make it past his second year maybe not. you can't die that's a that's a fact mm-hmm. you know five and 13 is not good so yep. he, i i know we, what tom the, the thing was tom brady was there and yeah. you know we know what happened after that. But if there's no Tom Brady, if it's just Drew Bledsoe and whoever was back, you know what I'm saying? Sure. You could yeah. you could definitely make an iron and Bill Belichick. Okay. Is just and, a career and, and defensive look, coordinator. But but I think we have to let's not revise history here. We have to remember back to Brady's first season as a starter. And here's what I would say about Brady that year: they they they, they didn't lose because of Tom Brady. So I mean, he had 18 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um, the bottom line is they won, if you recall that year when they won that first Super Bowl, with great defense and great special teams. Yeah. So, I, I, I agree. Mean, I, I'm it, not taking that, but if Drew Bledsoe would say the quarterback, he can't, you know what I'm saying? Something right. changed when Brady went in. Stats or not, something changed. Something That's, changed, but it changed for the both of them. It changed for the both of them. Brady got in the game and started playing, and we saw what Tom Brady could be. Yep. Bill Belichick became a better coach. Like, it, it – it all worked together, Dan. Like I, some t- hey, right. look, circumstance is circumstance. It happened, and you know maybe maybe they both got a little lucky there. Yeah, um, and as far as uh, the biggest mistake that the Kraft and Belichick has made, and I don't think you can argue this, is that they do think it was more about them and their system that they had all that success. They would yeah. give Brady credit, but 
they didn't change anything. They thought that this was going to keep working, and it, it hasn't, obviously. Yep. Yep. It's yes. been running Correct. to the ground. You can't argue that anymore. Yep. The percentages as to who got what is fine, but both of these guys definitely thought it was more about them. Absolutely. Um, yep. Uh, now, as far as the Patriots, like, they're the, the problem with the Patriots, like, even, like, thinking about a game is you don't know if they're even, like, already, you know, in for the, out of it for the season. You don't know where their heads are at. Yeah, like, right. The, this isn't about – the Cowboys game was one thing, but last week was nothing about lack of talent or anything. They just threw in the towel. If you lose 34 to nothing, you, that's a no-show. You know, they have enough really talent bad. to not be a no-show. Yep. So that's my problem is with them is, like, it's impossible to see where their heads are at. Now, obviously, each week that goes by and they get another loss, you know – it's probably going to, it's more obvious what's going on, but if they go down, I think it's like last week, if you probably felt the same way I did, if they get down like 10, nothing to 14, nothing, the game's over. Yes. No matter what. Yes. Agreed. And, and I, I think if they, you know, the Raiders are a team. Yeah. They may turn the ball over. And if they can stay in the game, if it can be a game at halftime, third quarter, they're probably going to be in it. But from a talent perspective and everything, of course, the Raiders are a better team. I just—it's frustrating to watch this team. I mean, Josh McDaniels. I've seen enough of him now. He's a horrible coach. I—he's another—he's another guy that Brady made, like Charlie Weiss. Like, yep. None of these guys were any good coaches. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's frustrating to watch. But they have more talent. I mean, I feel good about it eventually. It's only been like five weeks. They're not going to be terrible forever. They got too much talent not to be. You know, they're probably going to be like an eight and nine. Nine and eighteen that I thought the Patriots would be. Yep. So, I mean, I'll enjoy watching it, but I'm signing off for the next few weeks off to Maui, have some fun. So, oh, good nice. for you. Yeah, loosen yeah. up a little bit, will you? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> let the clutch out is what they used to say. Ah, yes. I'm not gonna. I'll watch a little football, but I, I'll take a break from sports radio and the frustration. So, all right. Before you go to Maui, guys. we we, we want to leave you with this trivia question, Dan. What quarterback leads the National Football League in interceptions thrown this season? This season? Yeah. I'll have to get back to you in three weeks on that one. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> All together now. We'll sign up on that one. That's good. Enjoy your vacation, Dan. Take care, guys. See you later. Right, Bye-bye. Thanks, we'll see you. 401-777-1037, the phone number. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with more of your calls. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 